Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. You're listening to the Circe Podcast Network. I'm Joshua Gibbs, and this is Proverbial the podcast where we explore the wisdom of the ages as it comes to us in Proverbs, by which I mean wise sayings a man may live by if he's not so arrogant as to think himself special. Episode 32, Anthology. Today's proverb is unattributed. I'll read it twice. If all men were angels, no government would be necessary. Once more. If all men were angels, no government would be necessary. This is going to be a different episode of Proverbial than perhaps the one you were expecting. Today I'm going to do something that I have never done before on the show, which is I'm going to offer you a proverb and then take it apart. Now, I'd like to provide some sort of justification for this. And the justification I would offer for this has to do with a subject and a concept that I've been writing on for years. And that's the concept of lastingness, surviving the test of time, in other words. For many years now, at least three years, maybe four or five, I've written in defense of things that last, and as a classical educator, described fundamental differences between things that last and things that don't, ephemeral things, passing things. And one of the justifications that I've offered for things that last is that it's human to die, and it's divine to come back from the dead. And that if something can survive the death of its creator, 
And if the world is still beholden to a work of art or an idea a hundred years after the death of its creator, then the power that it has over us is not natural or reasonable, but supernatural. Now, I believe that's true, and I don't want to qualify that claim, but when we speak of supernatural things, we're not speaking of things which are necessarily good. For there are demons, and demons are supernatural, and demons do not die. And if angels don't die, and angelic things last and last, then it's also possible for demonic things to last and last. And so I would never claim that the power to survive the test of time is the only test which a thing must pass in order to prove its goodness. I think surviving the test of time is the most reliable standard by which to judge the goodness of a thing. But there are bad things that last, too. Now, I don't believe that many bad things last and last. And I do believe that Jesus Christ bests the powers of darkness on the cross. Nonetheless, not everything that lasts is good. The devil himself lasts. And he has some sort of power in this world, such that the apostle cautions us to be on guard of him. So returning to today's proverb, if all men were angels, no government would be necessary. I would like to ask two questions in response to this proverb. Number one of which is, if all men were angels, no government would be necessary, then what is the difference between an archangel and an angel? Does an archangel not have authority over other angels? And the other question that I want to ask of those who would put forward this proverb is, where do demons come from? If all men were angels, no government would be necessary. Well, when there was nothing but angels, a third of them rebelled. So it's not as though a community of angels is necessarily fated to get along. For the original community of angels did not get along perfectly. If all men were angels, no government would be necessary. Government is necessary, then, because there's evil. And the quote, if all men were angels, no government would be necessary, assumes that government is not good, but a necessary evil. In response to this idea, I would like to offer a series of proverbs from just a single author. So it's not my intention to create a robust argument against the claim that no government would be necessary if all men were angels. 
Because I don't know that it makes sense to rationally attack a false proverb. I think that false proverbs are best answered by sound proverbs. Given the nature of a proverb, I don't know that it does a whole lot to construct a lengthy argument against it. Because proverbs are not arguments. They are something else. So the proverbs that I would like to offer you in response to the idea, if all men were angels, no government would be necessary, all come from a single writer, and the writer is Nicolas Gomez de Villa, a 20th century Colombian author who dealt mainly in proverbs. He wrote aphorisms. It was his style of writing. It was his genre of writing, as poems are to Emily Dickinson, aphorisms are to Nicholas Gomez de Villa. So for the remainder of the show, I'm simply going to be reading you the Proverbs of a Single Man. Now, before I get into these Proverbs, I want to introduce all these Proverbs with another Proverb. And the Proverb I want to use to introduce de Villa is something that my old mentor, Doug Jones, used to say an awful lot, and which I think is a profound idea, an idea that's very necessary for this age. And so here's the proverb that I'll use to introduce to you. The truth will make you free, but first it will make you angry. With that said, without further ado, the Proverbs of Nicholas Gomez de Villa. In an age in which the media broadcasts countless pieces of foolishness, the educated man is defined not by what he knows, but by what he doesn't know. Hierarchies are celestial. In hell, all are equal. Violence is not necessary to destroy a civilization. Each civilization dies from indifference toward the unique values which created it. Liberty is not an end, but a means. Whoever mistakes it for an end does not know what to do once he attains it. The anarchy that threatens a degrading society is not its punishment, but its remedy. Dying societies accumulate laws like dying men accumulate remedies. Ideas tyrannize the man who has but few. Without economic concerns, the fool dies from boredom. Why deceive ourselves? Science has not answered a single important question. The barbarian either totally mocks or totally worships. Civilization is a smile that discreetly combines irony and respect. Progress ages badly. Each generation brings a new model of progressivism which discards with contempt the previous model. 
Nothing is more grotesque than yesterday's progressive. Truths are not relative. What is relative are opinions about truth. Modern man's misfortune lies not in having to live a mediocre life, but in believing he could live one that is not mediocre. Instead of looking for explanations for the fact of inequality, anthropologists should look for the explanation for the notion of equality. Finding himself for modern man means dissolving himself in any collective entity. Civilizations are the summer noise of insects between two winters. The gesture, rather than the word, is the true transmitter of traditions. Modern history is the dialogue between two men, one who believes in God, another who believes he is God. Modern man is a prisoner who thinks he is free because he refrains from touching the walls of his dungeon. In society, just as in the soul, when hierarchies abdicate, the appetites rule. An irreligious society cannot endure the truth of the human condition. It prefers a lie no matter how idiotic it may be. The freer man believes he is, the easier it is to indoctrinate him. Rather than humanizing technology, modern man prefers to technify man. To deny that a human nature exists is the ideological trick the optimist employs to defend himself against history. There is an illiteracy of the soul, which no diploma cures. In order not to think of the world which science describes, man gets drunk on technology. The greatest modern error is not to proclaim that God died, but to believe that the devil has died. Conformism and nonconformism are symmetrical expressions of a lack of originality. Poetry rescues things by reconciling matter and spirit in the metaphor. Relativism is the solution of one who is incapable of putting things in order. When nothing in society deserves respect, we should fashion for ourselves in solitude new silent loyalties. Man matures when he stops believing that politics solves his problems. Faith is not knowledge of an object, but communion with it. The taste of the masses is characterized not by their antipathy to the excellent, but by the passivity with which they enjoy equally the good, the mediocre, and the bad. The masses do not have bad taste, they simply do not have taste. Modern man does not love, but seeks refuge in love. 
does not hope but seeks refuge in hope, does not believe but seeks refuge in dogma. Modern souls do not even become corrupted, they become rusty. The modern world will not be punished. It is the punishment. It is easy to convince those who have their own opinions, but no one can convince those who represent other people's opinions. Civilization is not an endless succession of inventions and discoveries, but the task of ensuring that certain things last. The enemies of myth are not the friends of reality, but of triviality. The present determines what the historian is looking for, but only the great historian lets the past determine what he discovers. An American historian cannot write history without lamenting that God did not consult him beforehand. It is impossible to convince the fool that there are pleasures superior to those we share with the rest of the animals. The ability to consume pornography is the distinctive characteristic of the imbecile. The wheel of fortune is a better analogy for history than the evolution of humanity. The idea of the free development of personality seems admirable as long as one does not meet an individual whose personality has developed freely. The increasing disintegration of the person can be measured by comparing the expression amorous adventure, which was in style in the 18th century, with the expression sexual experience, which is used in the 20th century. In order to escape from a prison, one must learn not to come to an arrangement with its indisputable comforts. And finally, a simple fit of impatience often soon bridges the distance between utopia and murder. To all of these quotes, proverbs from Davia, I'll finish with one of my own composing. Any government conceived of as a necessary evil will continually make itself more necessary and more evil. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.